0: So um, I've started all right you and again, Flav. Um, have you ever said that before? No, right? It, it's the last thing
1: you said <laughs> in the last podcast and the first thing you said now. Do you know what all it is? Then. I say it
0: when I'm concentrating. Like, <laughs> you, I'm concentrating just on like clicking <laughs> record. Anyway, we're at episode 59 of Below the Belt. Uh, we're fresh off quite a packed weekend of uh, boxing and so much to talk about. Obviously, once again, I'm joined by Flav of The Fighting Cock. How are you, sir? Very
1: well, mate. Very well. So How are you? It's
0: been, yeah, I'm good. I've been good. loving
1: loving the the good parts about boxing, and obviously despairing about the bad parts this week. Yeah, it is the sport that we know and love, and quite uh, a More you? difficult. Sorry, mate. You have man. to take
0: the good with the bad.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about it in depth. I've got some stuff I want to talk about. with Regards, to Patrick Day.
0: Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, so last night in Newcastle, uh, we'll get straight into it. Last night in Newcastle. it was uh, Lewis Ritson against uh, Robbie Davies Jr., an eliminator Ooh. for the WBA title? I had it in my head that it was for the British title uh, because Robbie Davies Jr. is the British champion and he was a European champion as well, but it wasn't. It was just in the WBA eliminator, uh, which uh, Lewis Ritson won, uh, unanimous decision. Uh, yeah, quite, great fight. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good fight. Um, started off really high paced. The first like two, three rounds were really, really high paced. Uh, and then a little low in the middle, and then the end was just immense. What did you think about the fight overall?
1: Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Like, every minute, there was a second, there was something to watch and and look out for. And you got to like credit to both. You know what you know what Ritson's about. You know mm. where where his strengths lie and how he's going to exploit a uh, in any openings by by pressure. But it was actually. It's David Junior that brought the fight to him, which yeah. was really surprising. I was kind of I was listening to interviews with him beforehand, and he was talking about how Ritson was going to was going to come out full steam ahead first five rounds, but as he got the gas to, to finish the fight, I don't think he's ever taken. He's, he's not even done full twelve before Ritson, before this. I don't think only, and when, he lost, didn't... only when he lost
0: that that fight uh, to Garcia for the European title that was the only time went right. twelve rounds.
1: Okay, so and David Junior was kind of looking at, or at least he was bluffing, and saying that was his plan, yeah. and he came out and and really took the fight to him. There's a lot of fighting on in the pocket, forehead to forehead, it's like lots of hooks going in. But what I noticed in the beginning, which I thought was a little bit of a dangerous tactic from David Junior, is that although he's the bigger man, he didn't look it on the night. To me, he, he, Ritson looked stronger and looked like he's he was carrying much more power. And uh, I think ultimately that, that's what won out. Man. But yeah, a, a brilliant fight and credit to both men. And, um, and this is in spite of the the 2.30 wake-up call that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that forced uh, David Jr. to move hotel because he caught wind any of Ritson's fans setting off the fire alarm. Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you think there's, that, there's that room for that in boxing? No, nah, there's
0: not really. <laughs> I think it's a bit pathetic. If it, I, I think, it's not football, I think is it? If you're setting off a fire alarm, if you're a grown man and you're setting off a fire alarm at a hotel you need to reevaluate your life kind of thing. It's like, and if you're a fan of a boxer, you should believe that they're going to win without you setting off the bloody fire alarm. I just, I don't think it's pathetic. I don't think it was
1: anything to do with Ritson, to be fair.
0: No, it's not. No, they've kind of denied all knowledge, haven't they? Like you said, I think it was his kind of fan base and, you know, nothing's pathetic, to be honest. I thought it was really, yeah, really pathetic. But yeah, but you know, Robbie David Jr. got wind of it and, um, yeah, and thankfully he moved. And but I, I feel sorry for all the other fighters that were there and the officials and things like that because they all tend to stay at the same hotel. You always see all the officials milling around the hotel off the main hotel, you know, before and after mm. fights kind of thing. And I thought it was a bit pathetic. It was interesting what you said about you thought Lewis Ritson was the stronger man. I actually tweeted during the fight that I thought Robbie Davies Jr. was the physically stronger man. But
1: I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah no, I saw that. I, guess. I think maybe maybe I was just persuaded by his body shape. And Ritson's looks mu- he looks much more natural. Mm. Like he, he looks thicker. Do you not know I mean his back's bigger? Yeah. Whereas Robbie Davis Jr. is quite an odd build. Yeah, he is. His arms don't look big, and his chest is very square, is, is,
0: isn't he? He's very square. Yeah, he's got a real yeah, very uh, very, broad, very broad shoulders.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, an odd an odd shape, mm. but uh, but. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I, I guess it was the type of fighter that Ritson is It kind of lends itself to stress and strength and bullying and, and the fact that he come up a division uh, he, he just looks natural mm. and comfortable there whereas um you know when he lost his last fight he was it just, I think he struggled with the weight a lot. Um but yeah, great great fight and I can't really argue with the decision. I was I was hoping that Robbie Davis Jr. I've got this weird morbid thing of ho- always wanting the home fighters to lose. Yeah, I just do. Sort too. Of, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know where it comes from, but it's just like like all the sort of Newcastle fans sort of crying their eyes out in the stands of something that appeals. Not just Newcastle, it could be anybody. Yeah. Um, just kind of willing <laughs> your way fighter no, to yeah. win. Yeah, it's
0: it's I was the same. Um yeah, there's just something about that eerie silence of a of a home crowd. So I uh, obviously it's not a football podcast, but I remember I think it was Liverpool against Chelsea in like a Champions League quarter final or something, and it was like the ninety third minute and uh Liverpool were singing You'll Never Walk Alone and then Chelsea scored and they were halfway through yeah. the song and it just went and just stopped beautiful, dead it? it was absolutely beautiful and I love things like that um, I've just, I have to mm. correct myself here it was Francesco Patera that beat him not Garcia that beat Lewis Ritson um, but I was actually really impressed with Lewis Ritson because I actually kind of fancied Robbie Davies Jr. to win that he was on a pretty good run he'd won the European title he'd won the British title I was thinking yeah he'll probably handle Ritson I thought Ritson had kind of peaked but mm. I think perhaps it just took him, took Ritson a couple of fights at, uh, you know, at 10 Stone to kind of find his way with the weight, making the weight right. And he actually, to win a, you know, a decision over Robbie Dav- Davies Jr., a bit wide. I think the cut's a little bit wide. One of them was by five yeah. rounds. Was a little, that was a bit much, really. It was a pretty close fight. But I think you were, you're right in the sense that he was the stronger puncher. Um Robbie's David, Robbie Davies Jr. was, was kinda of cuffing punches. He was he was going yeah. inside them, so he wasn't really getting he was going it was almost like he was smothering his own work and he wasn't yeah. so his punches kinda of lacked a little bit of spite, whereas he you know, he did land some decent really good shots, but Ritson's shots consistently had the were more flashy, they were had more pop to them, they looked like they had the greater effect, you know, throughout the contest really. Yeah. Um, so you know, fair play to Ritson. Fair play to him. You know, I thought he boxed.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't argue. And I, and I think that don't. I don't. The, the good thing about these two is you could do that again. I'd happily watch that again. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it won't happen. But no. it, it, I, I don't know who has the higher ceiling. Even though Rits, Ritson just beat Davies Junior. I, I don't know who will go on to achieve greater things. Or perhaps in having the um, European title was it Intercontinental last title night that. No, he had... uh, Ritson
0: did did have the WBA intercontinental title, yeah. Uh, Robbie Davies Jr. had won the European title at Super 1 lightweight, but then gave it So you
1: would say, out of the two that achieved, it would be Davies Jr. that he's achieved more by having that European title, but Ritson's definitely at at European level. I think if he gets another shot, he's got all... Depends on who it's against, obviously, but you'd you'd assume that anybody at European level, he'd... At at, at, at Super lightweight, that he's... um, that he's got a chance because he just he just looks he looks comfortable. Yeah. And I think the problem with... Sorry, mate, to keep talking over you. But the, the, the problem with Lewis Ritson is it was, there was massive hype around him, huge hype. Mm. And he was kind of steamrolling everybody, wasn't he? Until he got to... Who did you say? Patera. Yeah. yeah for the, that, and that was at Newcastle and it's going to be this massive celebration. Mm. And obviously when you win European uh, titles, it, it's only a matter of time when you're talking about world world title fights. Um, and it was a kind of wake-up call for him. And, you know, the perhaps... And the questions came, is he good enough? Can he do it? Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he, he beat... He knocked out Joe Murray. He knocked out Cardle, Yeah. You know, these are... Highland Jr. as well, he was unbeaten at the time. So he's... He, he, he had this huge hype going into this fight and then it was all taken away from him. And in a way, that's probably the best thing that could have happened to him because you can learn and build and, and the expectation's gone. Now he can just go out and box without... People thinking that he's gonna he's gonna bring a world title back to Newcastle.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing is as well, you know, if if he'd have, if he wouldn't have lost that fight to Patera, he probably would have stayed at lightweight. Um, yeah, which he def- he'd been forced to, wouldn't he? Yeah, because you know the European the EB you know European title. It always it's it's a, a sanctioning body has a really good if you if you win the European title, you get a good WBC ranking. They kind of go hand in hand. So he would okay. have ended up getting a fight with for a WBC title at some point at lightweight. And I think he'd have got bashed up really badly. Uh, so I think it's good that he lost that fight to Patero because it means he looked at it and thought, I'm too big for lightweight. Let's move up a couple of fights at lightweight and then kind of step up into a good level at, at super lightweight. And it's kind of worked out for him. Um, I think in terms of the higher ceiling, I think they're about the same. I think they're about sort of the same sort of quality fighter. I and we saw that last night. There wasn't much in it, really. Um, I don't think either of them are any more than European level. Although afterwards, uh, there was some talk of um, Lewis Ritson fighting the winner of Josh Taylor and Regis Prograin, which is a scary fall.
1: It's too soon. They don't need to. They don't need to. They don't need. He doesn't need to go straight into that.
0: No, I've talking about St. James' the- Park.
1: Yeah, but that, like you can do anything. Maybe, maybe St. James's Park with Josh Taylor, but you that comes down the road. You don't have to do it now. He's not ready for that. He's he, he hasn't he hasn't. We don't know how good he is, and to put him in with the two number one and number two in the world, regardless of how that fight goes next week, mm. it's way too soon. Why 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 rush him in that way? No. Give him a give him a couple more fights at the weight. Let, let him really there's a few lovely fights like it's quite a stacked division really you know you've got Postal as well I know he yeah. beat by by Taylor yeah. there's um, Maurice Hooker yep. uh, Jack Carroll as well mm-hmm. you know there's, there's but he, Terry Flanagan like, I think Terry Flanagan handles Ritson right now even though he has kind of suffered two losses recently yeah no one, no one really wants it with turbo. You know what I'm saying? You'll mate?
0: never give up on Terry Franklin, will you? <laughs> no, I love him.
1: No. So, like, I'm just saying that there are there are some good fights for him. Good names that, and he doesn't need to go anywhere near the top, the, the top two in the division right now. There's tons of him to build. He's like he could. And don't like this is a stupid thing, but just as a, a reaction, a reaction fight or, or a next fight after the, after the. Uh, this t- this tough one he's gone through mm-hmm. ohara davies Stick him in with ohara davies like like wipe him out cuz he's a name people know he is yeah. it's he's a fight he's going to win it's going to boost his he boost his um profile yeah yeah and then there are for, beltran if he, is he still knocking about beltran, beltran is still, is still knocking fight?
0: around. yeah i think, yeah, I think that,
1: these are these are great learning fights for him the, 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 these are fighters on the, on the decline or have a profile that he can win and then he can start fucking about talking about. Because what happens? You put him in a prograde or, or Josh Taylor and he gets beaten handedly and knocked out, probably. Yeah. No, I. That's that nothing for him.
0: No, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a silly for him to go and fight Josh Taylor, even at St. James's Park. But he, he said last night, you know, it's life changing money. It'd be life changing money. And he's right. He'd make tons of money to fight, you know, to fight Josh Taylor. But. He yeah. would get he would get absolutely destroyed by either one of those. I actually quite like the Terry Flanagan fight. I actually quite like that. Um I don't no not,
1: not for him, not yet. Yeah. It's just he'll get beat and there's not enough money in it.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. There's no money in it. Terry Flanagan he, he you know, can sell out your call really, bless him. he's just
1: He's boring, isn't he? He's
0: dull in terms of uh you know, yeah, in terms of his selling. Yeah, selling yeah, he's a he's fight. not gonna sell, you know, I, I kinda wanted um I wanted Terry Flanagan to fight, you know, Anthony Coller and his because Anthony Collar's having a farewell fight soon; and he's going to retire. But I don't know what Terry Flanagan's going to do, really. But we're back to back to Ritson, really. Yeah, I think oh. he, I think he does need to. I don't. I think someone like an O'Hara Davies. I think that's a step down. I don't. I don't see the point in that, really. But okay. I think he needs to just keep baby steps, baby steps moving along. He's still quite a young man, you know. He's still, you know, quite a young man. He's not. You know, of course. He's, he's twenty six. Yeah. He doesn't need to be rushed. It's baby steps he could maybe fight for a you know a wba regular title as much as i hate them you know because mm. if you look at the champions at, at super lightweight they're all really bloody good um and so he...
1: the, the, the the divisions divisions yeah this he's in the uh, he's in he's he's in up to his neck as soon as he starts stepping up
0: yeah he is he is there's if he if he tries to move to you know to a world title level he's gonna get he's gonna get smashed up really so what uh, go on
1: let me ask you a question. What about uh, Jorge Linares?
0: <sighs> he could win that, you know. Because <laughs> he's kind of done. He's done. He? He's done. I love Jorge. You know, love him. Yeah, we all do. But, it, yeah, he's done. That's actually, he's known over here. He's known for kind of bashing up British fighters. I like that. I actually, but, no. I, 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 I still, like it, but I, I, I s- don't. Because I don't think want to see get bashed up by bloody Lewis Ritter. He won't. He won't.
1: He won't. He could. He won't. I, I think we're overplaying how good we think Ritson is. Yeah, I don't think he's anything above he,
0: European like... level, really. I think that's his ceiling.
1: But look, there's lots for him to do. Just don't rush, as always saying. Responding to the Josh Taylor pro grade uh, uh, comment or suggestion, that's madness. As yeah, much yeah, that is. you could build at that if one. If you deserve it, eventually you'll get it. Um. That's a stupid statement because he, if he could get it right now, it doesn't mean he deserves it. I'm just saying he could go the right way, get some learning yeah. fights that make him comfortable the way against names that he, he has a good chance of beating, or maybe they just think that's getting one of the hypes big around him. Mm. If they can sell St James's Park out, and they know or Eddie Hearn knows that deep down he's never going to reach that level, so here's the opportunity. Maybe he knows that he'll never reach that level. So not you know not everyone's path is the same, and it isn't all about reaching world titles. And, and it is about getting as much money yeah. out of it as, as you can. Yep. As um, and the importance of that is, is not insignificant this week.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly. it. I think it does not everything has to be about glory and being world champion. If you know your ceiling, you know you're not gonna. You know you're not that guy. Then perhaps it is yeah. just about making as much money as you can and, and getting out with all, par- all your faculties
1: yeah, On all power to him. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And on the undercard was um, Ted Cheeseman against Scott Fitzgerald for the British title. Um, another really good really close fight how, yeah, how, great. how did you like that one
1: I loved it um, mostly because Ted Cheeseman lost was... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: want him to lose uh, I didn't want him I to didn't... lose either but Sky really wanted him to win that was kind of the, the feeling online um, Adam, well, Ad, he, Adam Smith he's... was trending on Twitter at the end of the night, right. Like his name was trending because people were so upset at his commentary
1: uh, what were they saying? What was the, but basically, what was the is the...
0: really biased towards Ted Cheeseman and uh, Lewis Ritson.
1: This is funny because after the fight, Ted Cheeseman was saying, "There's a there's politics at play here. The reason why he didn't get the result is because Sky wanted Fowler and Fitzgerald to fight again." Yeah, I could I could go he with that. He was saying, yeah. he's saying obviously because they're both big ticket sellers, mm. and there's history there, and they both hate each other, and the last fight was so good that that he was shafted, and that he felt. Um, he felt he won that fight clearly. He was saying that he he, he had it nine three.
0: Yeah, he said he. I heard that he said he pissed it from round three to round ten. That that was like a direct quote. That's what he said.
1: That's that. Yeah, it's not true either. But there's a couple Sorry. of things before we go into that and yeah. in the scoring. Right, is you listen to he's he's not he's an emotional man and not the most intelligent man. Yeah. in that, that his actions had led him to perform in a way so he I think he based on his interview he, he reacted quite badly to the comments that he he defends his with his face and his <laughs> and his his first you know his first line of defense <laughs> is his face do you know what I mean yeah. he took that quite badly and I think that's a part of the reason why they chose to box right and he kept going on in the in the interview that because he boxed and won rounds that he deserved to win that was my feeling right I'm not saying he didn't deserve to win I I, I basically stopped scoring it after about six because I got lost um, in that you know when they keep going to everyone else's scorecards mm. and saying like there's the, you know whoever it might be Richie Woodall I know it wasn't him but you know gave, gave, uh, has given they gives had Andy Clark ringside. they had
0: Anthony Fowler um, they had Spencer right. who were all scoring
1: so basically what my worst problem is and I think a lot of people are influenced by it is I'll listen to the the, the The commentary Mm. and other people's scores, and I'm thinking, I instantly think, oh, I must be wrong here. So I just stop. Um, So I know that's not that's pretty weak of me, but it's just (laughs) that's just is you can't help but being influenced. I can't anyway. Anyway, so but I, I definitely had him. So sorry. So so the fact that he was boxing from the start was something that was completely surprising to me, and he was boxing and boxing well. He was on the back foot constantly. Um. And he did win the rounds. He was successful in what he was doing. But I'm not sure that he he was as convincing as he thinks he was. No, no. And, and, and I, I wasn't surprised when the result came out. No,
0: no, I wasn't. I thought it was pretty close. I think the key to, in terms of the scoring, was the early rounds. Because, like the first four rounds, because Fitzgerald was kind of walking him down. Which is not what you'd expect. You'd expect Cheeseman to kind of walk Fitzgerald down, but it was Fitzgerald that was kind of leading and doing the forward movement, and that's that's the definition of ring generalship. And a lot of, a lot of judges will score on that. Um, mm. And if they're seeing Fitzgerald lead and land jabs and and you know Cheeseman kind of pot shot in, um Cheeseman kind of you know pot and uh, they, they there is a chance they're going to score in terms in, in Fitzgerald's favour. I thought it was really close. I thought it was a really, really close fight. Um, but well, the
1: thing is, is that if you if you give four, Cheeseman scored it in his head. He 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 said he won four of the first five. No. Nah. Whereas I remember the first fight, like, and I, I gave him three of the first five. Yeah. And then if and he thinks he won, eight and nine, no, uh, nine and ten, which I didn't. I thought Fitzgerald won. So hmm. Fitzgerald definitely took the last two rounds. So that's four plus the two so that's a draw Mm. even like that i had it as a draw right so yeah if you think about it like if i like looking back based on what i thought the first three rounds he's got two plus the last four Mm. so that's that's six six so it's a draw so you know it wasn't it wasn't the robbery that he he claimed to be but he was so emotionally invested cheeseman in this and everything that had been said and the year that he's had you know to call it a robbery is 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 crazy It's no nowhere near there are robberies in boxing and this wasn't one.
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't one at all. And Fitzgerald probably won the last four rounds. Easily could have won, you know, two of the first four and it's just those middle rounds that kinda swing it. Um so I don't I don't think Cheeseman was robbed at all. I thought the decision was fine, I wasn't I was maybe a little wider on the cards, one sixteen, one thirteen was a little wide. I don't know where you even get that card. That means there's an even round in there, which will always annoy me. Um so no, I I didn't think it was a robbery at all. I think Cheeseman needs to reevaluate and you know see what he wants to do with his career. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna be a back foot boxer really. I don't think that's his style. I think he you know if he's gonna be a pressure fighter, which is what he is, just needs to move his bloody head. Um, I don't think there's, yeah. there's much more to it really. If you're gonna be a pressure fighter, the problem with his go on.
1: What well, you saying? The problem with his type of style. Is that he, ha- he doesn't have a long career? He's already, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not old, but he, he's aged he's, in terms of boxing years. Mm. He's, he's he's old as fuck because he's been smashed to bits in the face so much. So he has to, tra- he can't have his do his whole career this way. He's got a young kid, mm. and his risk of damage is significant. You know, so he has to start being able to box. He, he can box clearly, yeah. but if you, like you say, if he can start moving his head, uh, apply pressure with being able to box on the back foot. You know, some of the best, the very best boxers can box in the pocket and then box on the back foot. Mm-hmm. So if he can if he can add that dimension to his boxing, he can get back up there. People always want to watch him, want to watch him fight because he's exciting. And he's good. Yeah. He's a good fighter. He is good.
0: He's, yeah, he's, he I mean, is. What,
1: what's good though? What, what's good? I mean, what's his limit? Euro, uh, European title?
0: Uh, he, he stepped up to European level, and I was ringside for that against Sergio Garcia. That's where I got mixed up earlier on. He was absolutely dominated by a guy that basically met him at his own game, met him in the middle of the ring and just completely dominated him. It was a brilliant performance. I'd never seen Sergio <laughs> Garcia fight before. And I was just like, wow, this guy is good. He's a British title level. We have loads of good fights at British level. You know, the Anthony Fowler fight is dead completely. If he gets a couple of good wins, then, you know, he can get that fight. Um, the You know, he can have a rematch with Fitzgerald. Because that was a really close, really good fight. Um, well, uh, yeah, that's
1: it. If he gets a couple of wins, he g- yeah. Gets a couple of wins, but he, one of them two is still going to be there.
0: That's it. You know, he had he, he drew with Kieran Conway not long ago. You know, at your call, and that was really another really close fight. Avenge that, maybe go rematch him. Avenge that, win clearly, get a stoppage maybe, and then you go right. I've made some changes. I'm, I want Fitzgerald again. I want. He said uh, he.
1: He says he doesn't want to fight Conway again. No. No, he's not interested. But look, this is in the heat in a moment. And, like, it, as he said, yeah. like you're you're talking to me when I'm like furious and angry. Yeah. But he was like breaking down in tears. That's how much it means to him. Yeah.
0: No. I, yeah. It must be. You know, he's lost. He hasn't won in. You know, a year. You know, he's. You know, he's lost two and drawn one of his of his last three. It's going to be hard for him because he was on such a good rise. You know, he, the senior Byfield performance was really good. I was there for that one as well, and he was. You know, completely dominated Byfield, who I was a big fan of. Um, so it's going to be really, really hard for him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know what, what he does next. But you know, I think British level is his level, and yeah. he should well stay there. Really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about earning money for him, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He said, was he 20, 24. So, it, um, it's about attitude and, and drive, and whether or not he wants it. In his head, he's been screwed over, and that there are forces working against him. Or at least working in another direction. Yeah, it, Meaning, yeah,
0: it's possible. You know, so you think Fitzgerald, um, you know, he's British champion now? I think it'd be the Anthony Valerie match next.
1: I don't. I, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, you know, i will definitely be the next the next fight, and you know, be good good to see another good scrap. Lots, lots of, ne- of needle. Lots of needle. Um, I, that's why I kind of wanted Cheeseman to win So I don't. Like him, like, talking about Anthony like, Fowler's bird in the run-up, um, Fitzgerald <laughs> in the run-up to the last one, <laughs> uh, getting <rogered. laughs> Um It's funny, but, like, like is it, is it necessary? Is that, is that, you sell your fight, but is that necessary? So that's why I wanted him to lose, because of that, that's how, I don't like him. So I, I I I wanted Cheeseman to win. But, yeah, I don't know, it's an interesting triangle, mm. isn't it, that, yeah. that those three fighters and I hope I hope Cheeseman doesn't give up and I hope he carries on. Because he's got a backing of Matchroom and Sky and stuff. He's always, if he's on, if he's willing to fight, he'll always be on the undercard of big fights because, you know, he's he always brings it. Mm-hmm. So if he just gets a couple of wins, if he does beat, um, avenge the, well, I say avenge the draw, you, you turn that result into a win, mm-hmm. um, then he'll be back in, within six months, eight months, he'll be back in contention again. So all he has to do is work up and if he's as good as he thinks he is and we saw a different dimension to him, then he can definitely get back in that mix and avenge it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, he can. He can get back into it. Anthony Fowler should move up in weight. He's not a light middleweight. And I think there's a good chance Scott Fitzgerald beats him again because he is not a light middleweight. He boxed at middleweight against Brian Rose and now he's going to come back down. I think that's going to hurt him badly. And I think Fitzgerald might might beat him um, because he's not a light middleweight. I don't think he ever was a light middleweight. He Mm. needs to move up Anthony Fowler. But... Yeah, Cheeseman's not far off. Fitzgerald, fair play to him. He's won the British title, you know, um, and there's there's money out there for him now. He seems to have sorted his life out as well. I think he's had some issues, and I think he seems to have sorted them all Gambling, out. Gambling, wasn't it? Uh, you wanted to talk about Joe Dawes. Well, <laughs> just like like
1: this is the boxing is great, isn't it? it, it like as it can be, like and you know, obviously the stuff with Patrick days where it's horrendous but but the other side of it is that it is the one it is the most entertaining sport out there because it enables characters to come along like this kid mm. um so i don't know if you did you watch him no, fight so
0: i it was, i but got in he... i walked in turned the telly on and there's this kid shouting <laughs> Devin haney where that... you at motherfucker and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry on Skype, who are you <laughs> like i've you... never seen him fight before and i was just like who's this guy <laughs> So the story goes that this kid, like,
1: and if you don't know, he's that, that was his eighth fight, right. and he is rough, like rough as they come, like game, you know, he's going to go in there, he's swinging, I don't think he threw a straight punch the entire fight, a couple of jabs and that, but all these power punches yep. were, were just these wide, huge hooks, right. and it was all of it was just passion, mm-hmm. passion, like just, I'm going to march forward, I'm in Newcastle, these are all my fans, he sells tickets by the bucket load, yeah, this mate. kid um they they had like like banners they had banners in the in the in the um in in the stands for him chanting his name he turned up in a in like a, an executioner executioner's mask like oh, okay. like um like uh hopkins used to right and not only that and and a sombrero so oh, I saw
0: <laughs> him coming out he was wearing a lucha libre mask
1: that's right so what sorry sorry it's like a wrestling wrestler mask, mask, yeah. yeah. mexican wrestling yeah. mask um, so, yeah, that and and a, and a massive umbrero. sombrero as yeah, well, which is, uh, you know, like just a kid from Newcastle to just cut the balls. To get, and he was just, he was having fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so he comes, he has this entrance. He, he's, he goes into this fight with a fairly decent, I've never heard of the other guy, yeah. but looks like he could have it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very tall, gangly. Um, quite a nice jab, and you know, wasn't an easy task. But just he's so pumped up he just walked through everything, um, started landing, and 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 did all right. It was a really really fun fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, afterwards they they were there were some rumors about that him and he had a spar with Devin Haney. Yeah. And yeah, as we heard, it was just he was like, "Have you got anything to say?" And he goes, "Devin Haney, where you at, motherfucker?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the story goes that he was out in Las Vegas and was asked or was brought over to spa with uh, Devin Haney. Yep. Uh, how this kid gets taken over to... Like, I don't know how, what the circumstances, but how someone, an novice like him, gets taken over to spa with Devin Haney is, is confusing to me. But I guess there was some, maybe some the dazone connection and and fighting a very game, unorthodox fighter is the stuff that Devin Haney can learn from. Yeah. So he'd been pissing up, piss, getting pissed up in Las Vegas. And the next day kind of wakes up and he, he gets a call to go over to the gym. And he's like, mate, I haven't eaten. I'm hungover to fuck. I can't spar right now. And he's like, right, no, you've got to come. So he's like, all right, whatever. Takes his gum shield, gets his, his gloves, goes over to their gym in Las Vegas. And they said, all "Right, how long are we spying for? And it's like six threes. And he's like, all right, no worries. Uh, first couple of rounds, Devin Haney just like slapping him around the ring. He said he couldn't, he couldn't hit Devin Haney with a bag of sugar. Right. And then he caught him with a left hook in the third round which buzzed Haney, right. and then the fourth apparently just just levering him like all over the place wow. end of the fourth round the his dad pulled him out wow. and like lords saying lords are saying you know that there's there's an unwritten sort of spoken word about sparring and it's that you know you you do what you say you're going to do because you changed the tactics depending on what it's so if it's four rounds then he would have said he would have gone, gone after him from the first minute because mm. it was six he changed anyway because um, they both got to get work out of it I guess yeah, uh, yeah so the story goes that he uh, he dropped Devin Haney yeah, and, and now believes that he's uh, the next big hope that that weight is going to be destroyed yeah,
0: by yeah. Uh, yeah fair play you know, to me though he's talking about a guy that's just won you know a final eliminator for the WBC lightweight title uh, just seeing here that you know Laws is as a welter, or he boxed at welter at least last night. So perhaps he's a junior welter that kind of just boxed a few pounds over. Well, he
1: said he wants to meet him at one forty, so he'll come down, and Devin Haney can come up. That's what he said.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> he no, Devin Haney's not going to fight a guy that's eight and 0 who He's got no name in America at all. But
1: no, of course not. Why
0: would he? He's, he's on the brink of getting a Lomachenko fight. He's not even looking at Joe Laws, but. Fair, of course he is no, enough. but fair play. To, <laughs> they can have another spar. No, fair fair play to him. He's you no, know, he's getting his name out there. Shoot your mouth off yeah. a bit. The Americans will get yeah. to know him. Maybe they'll put you know laws on a on an American on an American card in a zone card. Um, and he'll make a few quid out of it. You know, fair there's, play. To him. There's
1: there's literally nothing Devin Haney can learn from sparring laws. No. For Lemonchenko. Like it's like no. the, the two ends of the, the they're the same sport but they're not. Do you know what I mean? They're both boxers but they're not. There's there's Lemonchenko and then there's Laws. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I loved I I loved it. It was it was really entertaining and, and you know sometimes you don't need to be an elite boxer to, to, to be interesting. Um but and and he was authentic as well. Mm. Like it weren't just like he weren't just playing up to the crowd. This is obviously the character he is and he's got a he's got to follow him because of it and I'd love to see him come out again I think um, uh, it'll definitely be on the undercard I'd imagine for uh, any fight with Fitzgerald and, yeah because and, uh, he's he was a Geordie he's a Geordie, Geordie
0: lad right Laws yeah yeah Yeah, he had the crowd going yeah, he and that's, he's probably just going to sit on Lewis Richardson undercards now and just and just kind of sell tons of tickets and you know yeah. help, help I mean
1: I don't I, I don't know where he goes I don't know like he's, he's going to get look, ironed out eventually yeah but um, until that point, uh, you know, all power to it. That's
0: it. Work out what weight you want to be at and then go as far as you can go, man. This is, you know, fair play to me. Yeah, he had the crowd eating out of his hands. I have to say the Newcastle crowd were really good and it's good to, that Newcastle have, a, you know, a vibrant boxing scene against. It's been a long time since they've had anyone up there worth shouting about. Uh, who,
1: yeah, who would you, who would you, who before? Oh, God. Well, I know, you know, the, um, what's his name? Um,
0: there was a Sunday, uh go on.
1: The guy at Foot, who, uh, yeah, Glen yeah, Foot, yeah. yeah, he was in but uh, yeah, no, it's not like a hotbed of boxing activity, no, no,
0: no, there's not really, no, not to, really struggling here, um, but no, but it's good, it it's good matter. that Newcastle <laughs> will have a you know, have a vibrant scene. Uh, yeah. Just switching over, was
1: just, he was just going. Just the thing, he was just going. You they got tune, tune, He was just doing that. Really went, where, where are you at, motherfucker? <laughs> toon tune, <toon, toon, laughs> tune
0: Amazing. Yeah, it was good. It was really. Yeah, it was a good. I think it was a good card overall. You know, it was. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, even Kevin Johnson got stopped last night. he never get stopped. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a pretty overall pretty good card for Sky Sports. And it's you know Sky cards this year have been a bit of shit, haven't they? And so it's probably been one of the better cards in a while. I um, Sky, and this
1: is when you say that you mean even box office, including no, box I'm office not including support. box office. I mean the Just Sky the... Sports that we pay seventy pounds yeah, a yeah. month
0: to watch. You know, and yes, most yeah, of it that's... is for Premier League football, but you want mm. you want better boxing than what they've been putting on. They've putting on some right toilet this year on, on and Sky And the Spurs fans, fuck
1: watching Premier League football. Yeah, if right? you're a
0: Spurs fan, you don't or Man United. Man, you don't want to watch seventy pounds for
1: nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh no, yeah that yeah, it was a good show and uh yeah, am looking forward to next week so that's on box office. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um so moving to Friday night, stepping up the levels a little bit, it was um Artur Baterbyev or Betterbev as they kept calling him. Uh against
1: That's his name
0: though. I mate. know, I know. Do you know what he's Peterbev and until he turns up on my front door to tell me otherwise I'm gonna keep calling him it. Um <laughs> He's a bad motherfucker. Oh my you. god. Like yeah, you know, W. Well, you... Let's go on Originally
1: when we talked a little bit about it last week you had Vodic winning oh, I right? thought he
0: was going to win I thought maybe it's be a bit too cute but how wrong I was
1: <sighs> He's um both of them were great Vodic technically beautiful mm-hmm. um and and you know you can see how he... does he was he a part of the camp the Usyk kind of I know he yeah. doesn't he doesn't fight out of their camp though but they were sort of together at the Olympics and that Yeah
0: Vodic you mean yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's part of yeah. He's part of kind of Usyk's kind of camp. There was a, uh, in the right. build up to the WBSS final, um, when Usyk uh, took on Gasiev, there was a clip. There was a clip in there with Vostick, and he was like, "Calling he was calling Vostick the real world champion, you're the world champion because Adonis Stevenson was kind of avoiding him for a little while." Um, yeah. So yeah, he's very much part of the the Usyk kind of camp. Um, and it, I, I, yeah, it was a really good performance by both men, but Paterbia is just. Um, not human. Machine. He's not human. No, he, he just you know. He, I remember him getting knocked down in the Callum Johnson fight, but just popped straight back up again and just wiped Johnson out. And in this yeah, fight,
1: yeah, but Johnson, like Johnson, could could knock down a, knock down a ball. Yeah, he, he's got some pop to him. Yeah, uh, massively. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like you say, he's like a you know, like the some boxers have just an air of in invinci, invinci, invincibility yeah. about them, like. He 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 just strikes me as that like I had the same feeling about Koto. Uh, so some of these boxers have just an air about them, mm. and he he just he's like Khabib. I know, I'm not just saying like you know in MMA that yeah. he has this just steely and they look a bit alike as well to be fair. Yeah, but just yeah, this is yeah. like this guy's a machine and no 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 one's going to stop him kind of thing. And it eventually once I think it was clear to vozdik that he wasn't going to be able to he wasn't going to be able to get rid of him. Mm. He wasn't going to be able to break his heart mm. that it, towards the middle to, to to when he got stopped, yeah. it was just like, oh, this is a matter of time. He started loading up landing combinations, uh, Piev yeah. and um, they were filthy. Every, he's so accurate, but yeah. like, he just would, he couldn't miss.
0: It is. He's so accurate. He's so spiteful, and he's got a really good engine. There's a lot of talk yeah. about, oh, you know, he's only been 12. They were saying it in competition. Oh, he's only been 12 round once, and no, 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 no. But he, he believes in his power. He believes in his ability, and he'll just—he's going to get you out of there, like eventually. Whether it's round one yeah. or round twelve, he is getting you out of there eventually. And he did. And Fosdick put up a good performance. He was—you know—he won his fair share of rounds. So, you know, the judges had him ahead uh, time of stoppage, which I thought was a little bit silly. But um, uh, I can see it. Yeah, I, I can see, see it. it. I can see it because he was—I think it was—it was, it was a, a situation where. Vosdick was forced to work at uh, Beterbiev's pace. He was forced to yeah. work at that pace. He wasn't particularly comfortable at it, but he was working and he was landing shots. So, a lot of people, you know, online and stuff, are talking about body language and that Vosdik's body language didn't look good. But you don't score on body language. You score on shots landed and ring generalship and all that sort of stuff. And he was doing everything that you'd ask, you know, that a judge would ask of him. And so I can see why the cards were close at time of stoppage. But it was Baterbio's fight from round one, and yes. Vosdick met he, he dictated. him at that fight, but eventually wilted.
1: Yeah, because if Vosdick didn't work at th- th- the, the rate he did, uh, he wouldn't have been anywhere near it. Uh, and it was down to his his skill that he was th- still in the fight. Um, but he was just yeah. By the end, he'd just given up basically not i mean he was forced to by the punches that he was shipping but um you could see that the light went out somewhat in the, in the last couple of rounds he yeah. just realized he's ne- he was never going to win this fight this guy's too strong he doesn't have the power to drop him so you know really it the best thing really so he doesn't take any kind of real damage and um but yeah like as a as a unification bout it was really only ever going to go one way yeah and i don't know what what happens next now really?
0: No, I you know, I think Fosdick would have to rebuild. I think he's gotta try and try and rebuild and get himself back into contention again. I, I think you'll have no issue doing that. He's with top rank, he's with ESPN, he's you know, he's he's got the promotional kind of backing behind him, he's got T V so he won't wanna fight Baturbiev again, but you know, Well that's what I'm
1: saying, it's like Yeah. <laughs> ultimately what that rebuilding process leads back yeah, to Biterbives
0: it. <laughs> and what I
1: you know, it's what's exciting though, isn't it, is like what what, what is where Beterbiev goes now, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
0: He's the guy now. He's the lineal champion. He's WBC, IBF. He's the the man in the division. Yes, Canelo is about to fight Kovalev. uh, And then you've got Dimitri Bivol as well, um, who's got the WBA title. Um, But it's about, you want to see Beterbiev against Bivol next, I would think. I think, yeah. yeah, And and then maybe Vostek against, you know, the winner of Canelo and and, uh, Kovalev.
1: So, 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 you genuinely think that Canelo's staying up there? I know we joke about him going up there and beating all these these killers, right? But no,
0: nah, probably me? not. Does he want any of that? No, probably. No.
1: Well, who who would who you have? But Buterbyev beating Canelo? Oh
0: mate, what a fight! I was actually thinking about that. I was thinking about that afterwards. I was thinking, mate, what if Canelo won the belt and then thought, you know what? I fancy a bit of this light heavyweight stuff. I fan, you know. I think he's probably been down. He's seen Ray Robinson's gravestone. He's thought, I fancy that, you know. Mm. I want that spot, and maybe you know he's, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past Canelo to stick around. You know, would he fight Bitterbev? Probably not. It balls, mate. Balls. Oh, if he does that, God,
1: literally, you're, you're talking like if he goes up there and beats Bitterbev. No, like, nah. We were talking were We were talking about like like a dream. What we'd love to see Canelo doing, yeah. and now we're talking about an actual reality where. He beats Kovalev, he then fights someone like Boterbiev or Bivol.
0: Or or, or Vozdik, isn't he? I think Bivol's with D'Zone. So that's actually a make-up fight.
1: Of course, but but, but is it big enough, like commercially, for Canelo to risk it? Or is Canelo just like, I've got so much money, this is about legacy, which is the dream, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if if he beats Kovalev and fights Vozdik and then Boterbiev or Bivol then you've you've got someone that would if he wins all those as well you've got someone that needs to go down as maybe top fifteen to ever do it
0: It would be you know to for to come from light middleweight and to go up to light heavyweight, which is arguably the toughest division in the sport right now, light heavyweight if he was yeah. to go up there and and beat you know beat guys like theterbieev and bivol you know and even Bozdi if Vozdi was to rebuild. It's, it's real legacy stuff really it's, it's
1: not and the thing is we like this is he's enabled us based on his decision to go out and fight Kovalev yeah. to, to, to dream about yes. this stuff yes you... like, every time we talk, we talk we end up talking about Kovalev and Canelo uh, and doing Canelo. crazy <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe it is crazy or maybe
0: it ain't like because he's he's a dwarf he's a short guy he's, he's got a... short reach and Floyd Mayweather who started at Super Featherweight but yeah. I think he looks at Golovkin Canelo, we 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 might as well just do a Canelo podcast. You know, we're always talking about. Yeah. It. But he looks at Golovkin and i fought him twice. I'm a bit bored of this now." He looks at Andrade and he thinks, "No thanks. Like you're dull. You're dull fighter. You've never beaten anybody. Why should I fight you? Like why? No
1: one wants it. No
0: one. You know. Yeah. No one. You could well, argue that if no there
1: one... was nothing else, if there was something, if there was nothing else, then fair enough. Yeah. But there isn't. There's tons for him to do.
0: Yeah, I think if, if if the IBF wouldn't have stripped Canelo of his middleweight title and he only needed Andrade to be the Undisputed Champion, he might, he might have fought him. But yeah. once the IBF stripped him and Golovkin's got hold of that belt now, I think he's thought, well, I can't be asked a middleweight anymore. I've already fought Golovkin twice. Andrade does nothing for me. I've already beat Danny Jacobs, who's probably going to move up to super middle anyway. And he's just thinking... Oh well, can't be asked of any of you. And everyone's
1: Saunders, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah Saunders fucking
0: why would he why? Why would Canelo why? wanna yeah. give him a payday? Why? He wouldn't.
1: Yeah, and well yeah, and and, and again it's yeah. He needs no, the guy nothing. that
0: went life and death with Chris Eubank Jr. That's what he that was what he'd get out of it. Oh I beat that guy. He went life and death with Chris Eubank Jr. when he was a novice. Like that's 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 Billy Joe Saunders' legacy really. It's it's beating um Lemieux, who, who lost <coughs> twice already. And Mm. beating and going life and death with Chris Eubank Jr. and milking it to this day, like
1: so far, so far, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's gonna top it. I don't think he's
0: gonna top it. Um, But so he's looking, he's looked at you know, looked at those guys and thought, let's do something proper, let's do something proper, let's go and smash up some light heavies. And so that's what that's what maybe he's gonna do, maybe because he looks again, looks at super middleweight and goes, oh, who is that? Callum Smith. Oh, he beat that one. I'm George Groves. Oh well done! Mm. Like it doesn't do anything for him, you know. He wants that would be a good fight. Though. Can oh yeah, if Canelo it would be a great fight. I think that'd be really really tough for Canelo, just because of style, just because he's so he's so limmy and he's he's so dangly at the weight and he's strong yeah. super middleweight. I think that'd be a really tough fight for Canelo. I think Canelo would yeah. beat him because I just don't see him losing a yeah. fight to anybody at this point.
1: No, no. But do you actually think there's something in this that though, that Canelo that will, will if he well, when he beats Kovalev? Although I do think it's a tough fight, but yeah, when he beats him. Yeah. He wins his title, right? Yeah. yep. And what but, but then? He's he got to stay, is not he? Or he's going to just win it, give up, and then go back down. Yeah, because, because that isn't legacy. Like
0: we were just talking about, what's he going back to middle for? There's nothing at middleweight for him. Well, he's he's going to do it, isn't he? He's going he's he's gonna, to gonna do it. He's going to clear he's up, gonna, and then he's going to cruise he's up. Gonna, <laughs> he's going to clear up the light heavyweight division. That's what his plan is. He's wiping them all out, and then he's going to cruise away, He's going to cruise away, smashing them all
1: up. Well, that's, I mean, that would be funny like a fucking um, five but... foot seven cruiserweight
0: with 46, 46 inch arms like <laughs> anyway
1: that's yeah so
0: peterbiev is the man he's the man like he's love man him. like yeah hopefully he fights bivol smashes i think he'd smash up bivol personally i don't know about you but i think he'd smash up bivol mm,
1: i don't know i i i, 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 don't, I don't know i i, I yeah I, I based on that performance against bozdik
0: uh, you would think so. I think I think Wozniak against Bivol was a better fight, really, to be honest. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Brilliant performance by Paterbiev. Um, and then we move on to next weekend to the O2 card, um, headlined by, who we were talking about earlier on, Josh Taylor against Regis Prograve for the WBA, IBF, Ring Magazine mm. and Lineal super lightweight titles. You were supposed to be coming with us, Flav, and now you're not.
1: No, I'm going down to Torquay with my family. Uh. Uh, Shouldn't be on this podcast. There, no. <laughs> there is. Uh, there is we happy. did have tickets here, yeah, and um, I'm gutted. Um, but things happen. Know, it, well, yeah. Ultimately, my, my the happiness of my family is more important than a night out of the boxing.
0: Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't <laughs> want to go into it. I don't want to have a Barney with you on the, on the podcast. But um, what are you thinking about the fight, Taylor and Prograin?
1: I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Which, which, what makes it so great? Yeah, um great styles and they'll clash beautifully, I think. Um do you know, program reminds me a little bit of a young Curlbrook in the way he boxes. Okay. Um he's got a lot of power, very square on, not the fastest, no. but very accurate, very like concussive when he when he does punch and loves putting combinations together. Mm. Um I don't think he's as good as uh Josh Kelly. Taylor. Sorry, Josh Taylor. I always do that. Josh, Josh Taylor. Um, but that's not to say that you can't win this fight. And, and obviously, given it being a 50-50 fight, which I think pretty... I, I, I kind of would side a little bit with Taylor. I agree. You know, being being at home. But this this kid's no joke. Mm. And um, it's going to be a fantastic fight. Yeah. I, I can't call it, mate. What would you, do you think Taylor's going to do? I you know agree.
0: Do you know what kind of done it for me? When they had the press conference and they had the head-to-head, and I saw how much bigger Taylor was than Prograin, and yeah. I was leaning towards Taylor a little bit anyway because it's in London. So I think the, I think the location suit. So- I think when when you have big big fights like this and they're really evenly matched, I think location plays a part. I think if you're if you have that home support and you're not travelling, you know, thousands of miles, I think that kind of does tip it in your favour. Well, you've also got
1: the home judges as well. That's massive. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm not sure who the judges are yet. Uh, I don't know if they're going to... Well,
1: it doesn't
0: doesn't matter. Yeah, no. But, yeah, because it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be... Kind of homish judges. I imagine there'll be a British judge uh, and American. Yeah, Pro,
1: Pro, you know what this You know how this works. Yeah. Right? And progress is going to have to win convincingly in order to take the title. Yeah,
0: yeah. I w- I would say so. I think you're probably right. It's a matchroom show after all.
1: Um, and Taylor's too too cute and too good in order for it to be such a one-sided thing. You'd imagine. Yeah, I, I, I but to does this sorry, long.
0: I think he's going to keep it long. It uh,
1: does. It does smack of a of a fighter that's going to come over and upset like that cart, though. Don't yeah. Don't, don't you think? Yeah,
0: progress good I like him I'd like him I'd actually quite like him to win but I I think I think Taylor's just gonna be a little bit too big and a little bit too strong and I think he might keep him long I don't think um, um, I'm hoping it's gonna be a really really good fight but I think it might be I think Taylor might try and stink the place out to be honest
1: well Progray's taking it very seriously he's been here three three weeks yeah like that's that's not like that's not common really pleased about no
0: really pleased about that
1: yeah, so he knows he's here. He he understands. You know, there's no jet lag or no kind of having to fly, land, train, spar, and then and then you know a few days rest before the fight, and it's all kind of squeezed in. He's 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 like plotted up and got a couple of flats apparently, like Airbnbs. Um, you know, he's got his training camp set up and he he's just ready to go. And he he's, he, he just we, I don't know. It's either going to be like, either gonna come come over. He's gonna smash up a, a, a young hopeful, uh, or it's gonna be Jeff Lacy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And I love it when we got an American, you know, an undefeated American on the on the side of the waters. Really, it's great. It just yeah, it's great. They're so good at their Americans are so articulate, especially African Americans. They're so articulate. They're so good at, at, at building fights up and saying and saying the right things. And they have a fantastic um, Americans have such a fantastic grasp of. The English language, and they use it so brilliantly. Um, mm. So, you know,
1: what, go on. Yeah, I um, I was just wondering. Um, completely lost my trailer thought, mate. Okay, I don't know where I was gone. I was listening to you. Uh, so, do you know what? Do you know what, where, where my <laughs> fuck God. my trailer thought went, right. when went? When you when you said uh, <laughs> African Americans, yeah. I was like, if there's a guy that comes from the West Indies and he's like, that's his heritage. Yeah. Are they is he still called an African American?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: That's just not right, is no,
0: it? No, no. I think no, really? there's no you're right, you're right, but that's just that's America. They don't although I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I don't know if anyone gets called a, a Caribbean American. African American. Um
1: Yeah. I, I think African Americans probably they've probably moved on from that as well.
0: Yeah. I, I've heard I've actually heard some 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 people say they would prefer to be called American Africans. Because they're right. Americans first.
1: Yeah, sorry, I, I just got like, interrupted. I I don't I, that's where my thought pattern was yeah. and then realised fuck I got to no, bring it back fine. somehow that's and I couldn't.
0: i <laughs> like we can talk about this random shit. Um, yeah. so yeah, you think Taylor then?
1: I I'm leaning towards him but I don't I don't I don't know. And honestly, um I've only watched Pro grey through highlights and then watching a couple of fights back on yeah. YouTube. Um so he just looks he looks strong yeah. and, and up for it in game and he's taking it seriously and i don't know yeah i mean it's what's great about this is when you're seeing the best two in the in the world yeah. go at it as a you know final of a competition That's it, the yeah world boxing super series which is delivered again yep yep um we've got number so one two. all, all of its yeah for this to be a great fight would be a great great way to i think it's signing off season two of world boxing series mm. super series so um and, and hopefully we, we get it again next year because it's Produce some excellent fights.
0: Yeah, there's there's enough there's enough kind of good good fighters that aren't locked into to massive TV contracts that that, that you can put these tournaments together. We've all, you know we've got the bantamweight tournament. You know um, you've got a new a against. Uh, I can see him in my I can see him in my mind's eye. Um, fuck, I forgot.
1: Um, what. Um, fuck, I know what you're talking about.
0: What's his bloody name? Inoue, I'm going to be so embarrassed when I eventually remember. Um, and in the Neo Yeah, Um yeah, that's yes. been really good in Japan. Really thought about going to that, but um Alec Um so In Japan? Yeah. Yeah. God, I love boxing but not that. Much. Oh I want to go to Japan. I really want to go to Japan. It's just like there's
1: two Well now if you're saying I'm going on holiday and then watching the boxing, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to Japan for the boxing, then that's not over- that's not okay. No that no It's like Mark Mark Butcher's He's go over to uh, Macau, didn't yeah. he? China. Oh well that is mad. <laughs> That's madness. He loves
0: it though. No? He he's just I know. he's so ingrained in in you know in in Asian culture and you know he's and he knows everyone in boxing as well, so he, he's you know, he's got so many stories, you know. Um but yeah, the Dana Inue and then you got the cruiserweight tournament as well with you know, um Dautikos and uh, your man from your man from Latvia. Um what's his like a Bredis, that would be yep. that would be a really good final as well. So they've made three really really good finals um, for this this season this season of uh, the WBSS. So it's, it's the, I hope they carry it on. I really really do. I really hope they carry it on. But the undercard for the Josh Taylor prograde is actually pretty good. Uh, Derek Chisora against David Price. Um, yep. I've wanted to see that for ages. I don't know why, but I've really <laughs> wanted to see that fight for ages. I Good fight, It's yeah. It's good fight. an
1: incredible one, given the fact that, you know parker has got bitten by a spider or some bullshit. Yeah, and um, and you know it's it's such an obvious one to make, mm. um, and it's almost like I mean, in terms of the, the spectacle, mm. it's almost a
0: better fight. Yeah, I think you know, I, uh, amazing. You know, Derek Chisora I mean, has this amazing way of. He's got nine losses, and he's relevant. Like he's relevant in the heavyweight division. He's not a top ten heavyweight, but he's the top 20 heavyweight and he's in he's in and around it he's you know he's not quite ready for a world title shot but you just know if he wins a fight or two he could be in the mix he's... again uh, my only concern is David Price took it quite short notice and how much training has he had you know, if he's been well, training
1: he was pre- preparing for a fight in November against an unnamed opponent yeah. so he has been training
0: yeah so that's good that's good if he comes in and he's in shape uh, and if he's, if he's able to keep it long then it could be a really interesting fight uh, for both men um, yeah he just lean towards Chisora in that one I think he's a little bit fresher um,
1: but well what just one, one thing on, on Chisora before predicting that yeah. is he he has the mindset that you need in boxing mm. if you have a limited skill mm. but you aspire to big things now what I mean is that like going back to Anthony Joshua he, he doesn't strike me as a man who will be able to rebuild his career right if he takes big losses. Mm. And remember, Chisora took some really bad, bad defeats. Yeah. Getting splattered by da- David Hay. Yeah. But more more alarmingly was the second... I think fought Fury twice, if I'm yes. right. Right, the second fight, Fury boxed his face he off. Did. Like, literally, it, it was he, so... He, he, it was, he,
0: stopped, he was stopped on his stool, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, and uh, I remember it was so one-sided that Fury kept motion to ref... To stop this, yeah, because Tresuri his mindset is that he will not he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a train and he will run through you or get stopped by you one or the other he's never this isn't a man who's going to stop and uh, unless you force him to be stopped and and you can see that in his career that it, like he, he did, they did an interview with him saying you know Eddie Hearn said that essentially this is the end of the road for either David Price and Treura yeah. and his response. Was uh, people have said that to me so many times, and here I am. Yeah. He, he even if he gets beat by a Price, mm. he he carries on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He carries on, and he he will give him free fights. He will re- rebuild. Although that said, this this new version of Chizora, and I say new, his style hasn't changed much, but certainly this the latest reinstatement or the latest the latest ascendancy towards another title, world title shot. Mm if he gets it has has brought with it some incredible knockouts Um, yeah and wars an entertaining fight so you got you got Dillian White but he's also he knocked out Takam didn't he Um, he knocked out
0: the Gashin gun
1: the Gushing gun yeah oh yeah yeah Uh, uh, fuck what's his actual name Gashi that's right so he's and then and then his last fight who was that against
0: Uh, Arthur Spilker yeah yeah Um, wiped him right out
1: right yeah and 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 so he just he he has he, i don't know if it's this this relationship with david Hay that's that's spurned or created this new kind of very ambitious and self, full of self-confidence Trezora or it's just something that's always it's always been in him but he hasn't been matched correctly yeah um but whatever it is he's he deserves it he deserves it. You know, he's he's been pure entertainment from start to finish.
0: Yeah. I think the thing He glassed me. <laughs> he glassed me. <laughs> I think the I think the thing is with Chisora though is in the past, not so much recently, but he has kind of boxed at if he's not kind of motivated. I remember, you know, when he went when he went to Monaco and he boxed for the European title against uh, Caballero, and yeah. he lost like comfortably. He was completely dominated and he lost. It ended up being a majority decision, but he was dominated he was terrible that night and I remember so many times when he was on Frank Warren cards and he'd be one of the last fights and he was he'd be awful and I think he really suffered for, for motivation in the past but it does seem like he you know since that that loss you know that, that loss um, to Gabayel for the European title he has kind of right this is like my last well, run kind of thing um,
1: we know we know a friend of ours don't we that who, who said that they saw him on, on um, before that fight mm, and he was out yeah like on the night before the fight, so you know this is um, this is uh, it is about motivation, and I think th- him going over to Col- Dave Caldwell. I think he's left him again was, now, though. Well, what ha- what's happened there is that he um, they haven't left or split acrimoniously. Yet. Acrimoniously, yeah. it's in fact there's a really great relationship between the two, but he wanted Dave Caldwell to come down to London and do his entire camp in London. Right. Obviously, Caldwell's got. He's got loads his, of fighters. Well, he's got three now that he's working with, mm. and I can't remember any of their names. Um, fuck it. Oh, Anthony Fowler was the one, I think. Yep. Um, and then J- Jordan Gill, yeah, and a young kid. Um, oh, I can't remember his name, but and he was willing to pay for all of those fighters to come wow. down as well, and just so that he could set up camp just temporarily, and and cobble a lot of family stuff. And, and the fighters have their own strength, conditioning coaches everywhere. You just can't do it. And so that's why that's why he, they, they've split. Mm. But to say split, it just means for this fight. And, uh, you know, so they're in a situation where he doesn't have a trainer. And so there's some reports that say that David Hayes is going to be in his corner. Oh, my God. Um, okay, now I'm worried. Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think I think David Hayes and Trezora can navigate David Price.
0: Yeah, he, he should beat David Price, really. and. It's just about if it's not going well, what kind of instructions is he going to get to kind of go around that? And I'm not sure if David A. has a corner licence, does he have a trainer's licence where he can actually man a corner? You know, because you have to... Maybe not. If he doesn't,
1: which um, I very much doubt he
0: has a corner licence where he's allowed to man the corner. um, What's the relationship with Don Charles? Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, that was what what I thought. I thought, oh, maybe i will go back to Don Charles, you know. But... Maybe those guys have, you know, they've split up so many times and got back together so many times. Yeah. You wouldn't rule it out. Um,
1: it's hard to tell them apart, not physically, but men like well, if you when you hear them speak on um, Sky Sports mm-hmm. or, or on box like, like podcasts, or whatever, they, they they sound very similar. Yeah. It's like they've spent so much time together; they've kind of assimilated one <laughs> another. And I think they they're, they're so close yeah. that sometimes that isn't the best relationship to have but for one fight That's to have it. a familiar Perhaps face you can help one fight help navigate it. Know. Like but before that to call that fight though, right? Yeah. David Price, his biggest issue is is dealing with pressure yeah. in the ring. When someone puts it on and can he handle it. Mm. And is probably the biggest pressure fighter in the division. You know, he's limited, mm. but he'll come forward and throw constantly and will Price be able to stand up to that yeah. and you know he's chinny as fuck. And Chisora can actually take a shot, but has been dropped a few times. It's not going to last long. Yeah. And uh, but I can't see anything other than Chisora walking through him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think uh, I, I think I think Chisora's probably going to wipe him out. I think Dave Allen made David Price look like Lennox Lewis because Dave Allen just pat- yeah. mentally wasn't in the right wasn't in the right place for it really. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. I think that I think you'll probably will probably stop David Price or something. <laughs> Pretty good under as well. Um, Ricky Burns against Lee Selby. Who you fancy on that one?
1: Uh, Lee Selby. Um, yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, he might be kind of long in the tooth. Uh, he looked like kind of going towards the tail end of his career. Has he moved weight since the Warrington fight? Yeah, this is at
0: lightweight. So right. he's jumped so, two divisions.
1: Yeah, he looked he looked drained against Warrington. Um, I think
0: the fact that he jumped two divisions says that he.
1: Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm, I'm excited to see if he feels comfortable in this new, new um, this new once. division. He's
0: boxed once at lightweight. Um, pretty sure I've seen him yeah. box once. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we boxed Omar Douglas. Yeah, uh, in February. Um, so I, I think. And he. Lo- I remember watching that and he looked okay. So him and Ricky Burns are actually a pretty decent little. That's pretty well matched. I think that's quite a well matched. Right. Yeah.
1: Definitely going the twelve rounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd agree 100%. with that. One hundred percent. And it's just about who, what you like. Yeah, I guess I think uh, Burns is going to be coming forward, full of energy and engine, um, you know, and throwing bunches of punches. Mm. And Lucy Elby is going to be boxing on the pat, back foot, using silky skills. And I don't know. I, I hope Lucy Elby comes out uh, I, as much as Ricky Burns is a, a nice character. Yeah, um, I he's think just he's done incredible. Yeah, but he's done. He's done incredible for his. For his skill set, Absolutely. he's done in divisions. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, a free, he's held world titles at three divisions. think <laughs> he's fucking crazy, yeah. but not all power to him because he's done it. Yeah. And 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 um and uh, so it is an interesting fight. Uh, but and, and I hope Lee Selby wins because I'm interested to see what he can go on and do. You know, either whoever loses, it's the end, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's yeah. That yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I'd like to see Selby because I know they've had some personal issues here, man. Andrew's they've had some issues in. Away and Stuff like that, so I'd like to see you know. Uh, Lisa, well, Lee
1: Selby is the fighter that bonds us all, isn't he? Mm. Because me, you, t absolutely love him. Mm. Comes out to Big L. Yeah. Uh, he's just a gangster, not in, in, in a very lovely way. Yeah. <laughs> just like he's like he's gully. Yeah. Um, and and I just love the fact that he was called the, the Welsh Mayweather for a bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he looked great for a while, didn't he? But I think he just outgrew featherweight and left it left it a bit too long to to move up. Um, you wanted to talk about Ty and Booth not getting a new boxing license.
1: I just want to talk about him generally okay. like, what what like he's he's like. I t- so the, I I don't know where to start because he first he first come to my attention uh, on an I giving really weird interviews <laughs> to Coogan. Yeah, um, just really kind of like the, the, who is this guy? What what what's he like? He's got a very odd way about him. Mm look at his record and it's pretty t- t- horrendous yeah he's not you know, i mean he's not not great fighter by, by his own admission yeah. um and uh and and then obviously he's always been interested in this this youtube thing he did a podcast with a mate of his i remember him sitting on a, a sofa drinking a mug of tea and he's been controversial he's, he's a stand-up comic as well so he's he's got, you know, brilliant, brain timing. Works and,
0: he's got brilliant comedic timing
1: yeah, he has. So, so, for those who don't know, he has this really, really controversial YouTube channel now, mm. uh, which is I think it's called I can't remember what it's called at time. But just type in Ty Booth yeah. where he essentially trolls the boxing fraternity. Yeah. Like he'll, he goes after everyone. He's go he's gone after Carl Froch, um, Michelle Joy Phelps, Adam Smith, uh, Anthony Joshua, Adam Smith. Uh, um, uh the the the
0: and and woolhouse the the and woolhouse
1: and he's crass like he yeah, he's is very he went after f- Terence
0: Crawford's wife Terence Crawford's he's wife yeah he is... with a fat woman or something yeah. yeah it wasn't and
1: crass. he he has zero filter yeah. and he has no boundaries mm-hmm. and i can't believe that he hasn't someone hasn't bat- battered him
0: yeah yeah,
1: because he 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 directly goes up. Coogan Cassius is his kind of main main one. Yeah, Uh and uh he, he just not no he hasn't he hasn't caught up with him yet. No. And and um, I think it will. But it's it's fascinating to to watch these videos. They're very strange, very slow paced, and very odd. But are oh, they are a lot of it is quite funny, although fucking horrendously offensive. Yeah. Um. So I, I just I, it was just a curious weird situation. Now he's been banned from Sky because um, he's rocked he up at a
0: couple of press conferences, didn't he? Like like yeah. got press conferences and got, got got kind of kicked out, kind of thing. Because um, mm. you know he's just he's just kind
1: of he's a troll. He's, he's a troll. He's just a troll.
0: Yeah, he, he used to box a little bit, did a bit of IFL, and I think they didn't pay him on time, and so he had the ump with them. Um, and now he's just kind of got this YouTube channel, which is it's quite amusing. I don't watch I don't watch every video, watch. but he is quite funny. And he's got very he's got he's very deadpan, and he's very uh, yeah he's got very good comedic timing. Um,
1: well, he's developed um he's developed a bit of a cult following, uh, is not he? Did you say cult cult following? I think he's like it's, I think he's on a, on on about let me just have a look. He's on about one hundred and forty thousand subscribers. Oh, right. Well, that's like uh, how many he's got. Uh, sorry um if you think oh he's turned off the numbers at subscribers he's got mm. but the last time I checked you're talking like 80 90,000 he's trying and to, he's getting num- yeah. he's getting numbers mm. like views on his youtube channel right. that apart from the videos with eddie hearn just far outweigh anything i feel we're doing so he's becoming influential yeah and he's creating memes he's creating memes in boxing like the Umar IFL Umar yeah, yeah, every yeah. time uh, every time he does a video on U- YouTube you've got this sort of barrage of comments saying that stuff so he isn't a positive man no I, you know, he's not someone that I'd really want around me but he's sticky getting under the skin of professional boxers and uh, he does not give a fuck
0: no. I think he's 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 kind of he's almost like the anti-IFL because IFL I think they there's a lot of accusations they kind of kiss up to Eddie Handel. And Eddie Hearn goes on there, goes on IFL, and he kind of plays, you know, this uh, no context home thing, come around and done really good numbers and done really well. And and he's, I think there's people. People are kind of rebelling against IFL now, and you know, right, IFL though. will always be there to do great stuff. They do really good content, and I think people, yeah, you I know, think it's a bit buck kissing a little bit, and so.
1: But to who to what? I don't understand it. I don't understand why people don't like it. I understand. I can understand the issue of. Um, of uh, traditional journalists getting the hump with them turning up their cameras and just grabbing content and then just throwing it yeah. up because there is there's not a craft to what I feel is mm. there there is all all it is is just hard work yes it. getting a reputation and and, and and that's fine like I, I don't like buck kissing Eddie Hearn they're not they're not for the Guardian or, or they, they're not out there to go right well our job here is to display boxing completely um, subjective way, an objective way, yeah. where we don't have an agenda. Why shouldn't they have an agenda? Yeah. They, sh- they they they've been given incredible access by working hard mm. to Eddie Hearn and these fighters, and all these fighters respect. How I feel when they talk to him. So what 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 what, what are they doing that should be, they should be criticised for? I don't understand it.
0: No, no, I don't. I don't really understand. I, I I I've met Umar. I met him at the Dave Allen open workout. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Um. Mm. But yeah, it's been pretty much a whole day with him. He's a lovely guy. Um, you no, know, I felt... And, and, and you
1: know, like, I'm just looking at their channel now, is that they still stick up videos with fighters that will absolutely bomb in terms of views. Yeah.
0: And like, you know what? There's, there was this whole thing about, I'm going to completely change subject now, and there was this whole thing about Logan Paul and KSI. And a lot of the traditional media really don't like it. They really don't like the whole thing. But I think what boxing media, sorry, boxing media, yeah, traditional boxing media really don't like that they're getting on. They're yeah. going to be on box office, and they're, you know, Billy Joe Saunders is going to be on the undercard. What people like KSI and Logan Paul, I keep wanting to call him Paul Logan, um, Logan Paul, and mm. IFL are showing you the power of social media and how to market yourself. And I think boxing and boxers in particular can learn a lot from people like that. Get your name out there. Get your personality out there. Um, be known for more than being a fighter. You know, yes, we love we love boxing. We love fighters, but we've heard the stories about waking up at four o'clock in the morning to go running. We want to know more about you as a personality. And so I think boxing can, and boxers in particular, can learn a lot from people like that, from from Coogan and from Ty and Bloody Booth. You know. <laughs> And obviously, Flav, you know, there was a really sad news about Patrick Day passing away last week. Um, what kind of changes yeah. do you think the sport needs to make in term to perhaps stop these things from happening? Or do you think that it will never stop it from happening? Well, I, don't,
1: I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what changes need to be made up. We, this is something that we all struggle with, or if you have any kind of empathy in you at all you know, you think about the sport that we love and what it is and how dangerous it is and the fact that these guys are going into the ring to, to, to punch each other in the face, to hurt each other for our entertainment. And, you know, the real tragedy is sometimes I don't even get paid that well for it. Um, but, you know, this is something we're signing up for. We understand, the, the, we understand boxing, we understand how dangerous it is. To then just suddenly get squeamish when a boxer dies is, 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 is hypocritical. You know, if you really, if you really don't like it, if you if you really do see that this as something that is, is, I'm trying not to find the right words, but it, you have to up, understand and appreciate that, when prize fighting boxing, this is a risk, and that's why fighters should never be forced to get into fights that they're not mm. paid correctly for. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. For a long time, I've have struggled with this question and mm. what am I doing and why am I watching this? It is barbaric. It is barbaric. You know, you, you look at Tyson Fury's face after that fight yeah. with Wilding. It's a bar, It's a yeah. barbaric sport. You know, some of the best fights that you, some of the fights that gone down in, in folklore have been absolutely brutal. You know, me, uh, Ward yeah. and gay. It's a, that was a whole, uh, incredible fight, but absolutely yeah. fucking horrible. And if you think about level. the way
0: Gatty died um you can yeah. say you know it, it was almost a shortcut to that that kind of ending you know
1: uh, yeah what yeah. what impact does it have yeah, on, on his brain you...
0: you know just as an organ if you like you know what kind of impact do wars and the guy had so many wars you know that, what kind of impact does that have on your brain as an organ and your your psyche um you know we do this podcast and we talk about fighters and we tweet about fighters and again we may criticize you know sometimes the things they say or perhaps their performance um but i don't think you know we obviously admire them um they do the thing that we can't or won't do and i, I don't think yeah. you know anyone really who's not done it has the right to really really demand too much of a fire because they just like i said they do the thing that we can't or won't do and so yeah th- this one this one really, really bothered me i don't know why they did really bother me i think because he's just yeah, such a young man 27 um I would like to see some more stringent yeah, testing, you know, in terms of brains and stuff like that, pre-fight. Um, and I want to see stronger referees. I want to see stronger corners, just to be, you know, concise. Just uh stronger referees, stronger corners. Pull fighters out. Don't let it go on too long. If they're getting a and they've lost the first eight rounds. Pull mm. them out. You know, we don't need to keep seeing. Yeah. We don't need to see fighters get whitewashed all the time. Corners need to be braver. They need to be stronger. Yes, there's occasions where you know a guy's lost nine rounds and then finds a hail mary in the tenth, but. You know, I'd rather I'd rather very lose those rare. and have more fighters be safe. To be
1: honest, yeah, it's very rare, very rare. I can think of a few, but the, there's the, the the cost of that potential cost is, is outweighs those those moments. And bo the, the sport isn't going to suffer for protecting boxers more. I don't think. Um, and you look at kind of some fights where it's clear that the guy's never going to win, a, apart from some some flash knockout. If that was to happen, but you know, chances of it happening are small, as you said. So, yeah, I think if if it's clear, like even the Usyk one last week with with a spoon, right? Is it? There there was he was never going to win that fight, and it should have been stopped at maybe a a couple of rounds early. Maybe one one round would have been fair. Um, but didn't they let it get on and and for what? Really? I mean, what? Because they don't want a
0: couple of divvies in the crowd to boo him. Like, who cares?
1: Or or it or maybe they. I think a lot of the
0: time the fighters don't want to get stopped because money. Like if you're if you're stopped, usually you can't box again for thirty days.
1: That's right. And if you're a, if you you're need a journeyman,
0: you're living. It's that.
1: <coughs> yeah, and, and what what have we created there in, yeah. in the in the sport where a fighter will ensure that he doesn't get knocked out. He will go twelve rounds or, or four four six rounds if it is if he is a journeyman. And 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 go through that beating just so he doesn't get stopped and have to take a month out of the ring. It's like that's that's good that they can't box for, for to ensure that any concussion's gone. But there needs to be there needs to be like maybe a pool of money that's for like this is just one tiny little thing and it, you know, it's not going to change the sport of boxing for the better. But with kind of journeyman that that the, there's a pool of money that they can tap into if they've been stopped that it covers their average earnings for that for that month where they can't yeah. box um you know just so they're not putting themselves through the fucking ringer just to ensure that they don't get stopped yeah, um, no. um,
0: there's always been talk about union in boxing there's uh, I'm, there's a charity out there that looks after old old prize fighters in this country at least um i'm actually in a few weeks going to be going to the british vintage boxing um they're having an event it's a clothing label and they have an event, uh, they're having an event, is to kind of promote the brand, but they give a percentage, they give a percentage <laughs> of their profits to this charity. Um,
1: well, they, yeah, that's great. So yeah, it's, that's it's really something
0: great. that, it's something that we could perhaps see more of is, you know, fighters, fighters being looked after well, a better.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know what Eddie Hearn and, and Matchroom do or don't do, or, you know, Bob Arum, Al Heyman, the, 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 the kind of biggest yeah. stakeholders in the sport what what they do for charity, but if they're not doing anything for boxers that have been impacted by the sport, then that's pretty scandalous. You know, they could they could donate 1% of their purses through the year to ensuring that boxers that were injured in the sport who struggled to make money are, are kind of covered and supported. And, like, and it may be that they do, yeah. right? I don't know, but I hope, yeah. I hope so.
0: Yeah, so it's really sad. It's What is nice to see is that um, Jamal Charlo is going to pay for his funeral and that's a really nice touch from him that they you know, take the pressure off of his family a little bit
1: yeah that is a nice thing but um you know like i say it's is a horrible and, and dangerous sport and every now and then these things come along and you have to either if nothing's going to change you have to accept it and realize that you're a part of the problem if you watch boxing like Azula, yeah. like it's like all yeah
0: okay um that'll do uh, all right mate yes talking to you again, talk Cal. To you very very soon um maybe next week
1: yeah are you guys going to do a pod yeah, no, no, or yeah, do some I know. Yeah, I from no the... idea. No
0: idea. I'll take I'll take the you know the, the phone mic with me. Maybe we'll do something straight afterwards. Or
1: uh, who uh, who's Alex going? Is T Alex and you and T?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Do. See, are, you, are you doing? No, ten no, 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 or no, are no. You, no, no. We're really in. We're like
0: lower it. tier, lower tier near the front, so pretty good, pretty good seats.
1: Send Alex down. See if you can kind of get any yeah, selfies. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty good at that. He's good
0: at right. that kind of thing.
1: No, it has no shame. No. It's his problem. All right, thank All you. Right then, mate.
0: Take care. Bye bye.
1: Cheers, pal. Sports Social Podcast Network